0: Welcome to episode number 41 of Bleeding Blue. And today, the New York football giants have traded the franchise Odell Beckham Jr. Um, we're we are going to talk about it. We're going to react to it. And uh, that's what we're going to do. So without further ado, let's bleed blue. So today at midnight... I've had a few hours. We've had a few hours to compartmentalize this and break it all down. Today, for the first time in a while, we have Michael Bokra back, who is a Cowboy fan, but he's going to be here to laugh at me or to be in misery with me or to be a great friend and be that supportive friend that I need right now. Michael Bokra, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty well, Justin.
1: Not... (laughs) I'm doing pretty well. You know, I'm going to be your shoulder to cry on
0: tonight. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I mean, r- really it's it, uh, my, I'm in Nashville. Uh, I'm on a, I'm on a goddamn vacation. I'm supposed to be on a vacation and not doing this at midnight, but I'm, I'm in a restaurant getting ready to go see like some music and stuff that you do in Nashville. And I'm on my phone. I'm on Twitter. I've had a lot of time to be on Twitter, which has been nice. It's been nice interacting with people during, you know, free agency and stuff like that. But, uh, I, I see this, and I'm like, okay, this is a joke. You, know, like you, you, know, you, just, you just think that, you know, okay, Beckham has been traded, or this. And then I see somebody says, this is not a joke. Whoever broke the news says, this is not a joke. And my brain didn't initially see the word not. So I'm like, okay, this is a joke. And then I like had to do a double glance, and okay, this is not a joke. And my poor mother, I'm sitting across from my mother, and I say, oh, my God. Oh my god, like it, it was legitimately like somebody passed and somebody died. And she's like, "What's wrong?" And I I couldn't say the words because I refused to believe the words. And I and I, I'm like oh, oh, oh Odell Beckham Jr was tr- traded. <laughs> so it's been a it's been an interesting night, um to say the least, and um it's it's been it's been rough. It honestly has been rough. Yes, Michael Boker. It's it has.
1: <laughs> I I could imagine it's been rough, Justin.
0: Yeah. You're so, uh Yeah, go ahead.
1: <laughs> you're um your superstar wide receiver, you're the face of your franchise, you know, because Eli's going down the drain now. Um the face of your franchise is literally gone and he's twenty six years old.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, Dude, he, he won us those eleven games. That offense that year in 2016, he won us those eleven games in 2016. That offense that year, it was it was pitiful. That that offensive group, pitiful, and they literally couldn't do anything. He won us football games in Boca. As a Cowboy fan, you remember that uh that week eleven or week fourteen game or whatever week it was uh in MetLife Stadium 2016, yep. where Beckham you know he <clears> scored <throat> the only touchdown. Only Giants touchdown of that game, and he put the team on his back. He did that multiple times throughout that year, and yeah. you saw what happened the season after when he wasn't there. We won three games, and you continued to see the the ability that he had in in 2018. You you had the you can see that if we were to find the next of kin at the quarterback position, you're able to see that you know with Saquon and Odell as weapons and in the primes of their careers you're able to see just how dynamic this football team could have been with all of them there. Um, so basically, Aldo Beckham Jr. was traded um, for, to the Cleveland Browns. They're going ha- to have a hell of a football team. Um, yep. Traded for the first-round pick, the 17th pick of the 2019 draft, also for a third-round pick. So the Giants now have a third-round pick. They have a second-round pick. They have two first-round picks, the sixth pick of the draft, the 17th pick of the draft, and then also Jabril Peppers. So lo and behold, we lose Landon Collins. We signed Bethia today, or yesterday, and we sign an in-the-box safety, physical safety. Um, Jabril Peppers had a pro football focus grade of 77.6. That's above average. Um, 2018, he, he took a step up from 2017, his rookie year. He started all 16 games in 2018. He started 13 games in 2017. Five tackles for losses, one interception, no sacks. I think he had a few quarterback hits. Um, James Betcher is gonna have some fun with Jabril Peppers, and hopefully, you know that'll just be a slide in replacement of Landing Collins. He probably maybe won't be as productive, but you know whatever. This isn't about Jabril Peppers right now. Um, so basically, Jordan Ronan, who's the ESPN reporter, and I think at, at first glance, um, you you can think that okay, this is a Giants full full send of rebuild, right? It's a full send going into rebuild mode. Is is that kind of your first thoughts when you see this as an outsider and as an outside fan of football poker? Is that your first thoughts? Or no? Uh, think
1: <clears throat> thinking that this move is a rebuild mode. Yeah. And remember, yeah, or, what, yeah uh, what do
0: you what what do you as an outsider as a outside non-giants football fan? What what do you what what was the driving force behind this trade? What do you think it is? So uh I think
1: it was it was it's kind of like tough for me because like I would think that it's a rebuilding mode but I I I honestly don't know like what to think of it like because I thought all these like even including like last year that they were like building up for this like for the future you know, so this team would be like good, but now they just like went backwards. I feel, and they yeah. got rid of, they got rid of Beckham. So is this now a rebuild mode? Like, I'm gonna go with it is a rebuild mode.
0: Yeah, but I mean, Jordan Jordan, Jordan Ronan, the lead ESPN reporter for beat Rider for the Giants, says this is this means fully rebuild for the Giants, and it's like, but how? Like, it doesn't make sense. And I think the reason why you hesitated is because it doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, it doesn't make sense.
0: You you signed a. 26-year-old, and at the time he was 25, you signed a 25-year-old, your 26-year-old stud elite, most valuable wide receiver in the NFL, in my humble opinion, and it doesn't take, it doesn't really take a smart person to see how and why he is the most valuable wide receiver in the league, because you look at what he did in 2016, how he virtually saved that season, along with that great defense that we had, but you know, you sign this guy to a long-term deal And then one season later, you trade him away. And not only that, but the way that Dave Gettleman has just approached these last two seasons as a Giants GM, you paid Jason Pierre-Paul $22.5 million to play 16 games the year before we traded him. So 2017. Paid him $22.5 million, we signed him to a long-term deal, we paid him all that money, then we traded him away. And the Buccaneers, we got the Buccaneers to somehow take that huge cap hit. Yeah, We paid Old Beckham Jr. some $21 million to, pay t- to play 12 games this year, and then we trade him away. And these are wasted seasons. These are all wasted seasons. It's not like we're talking about okay, the Giants are expected. I mean, I guess some people, you know, some people think the Giants were expected to go out and do great things these last couple of years. Um, so you sign all these guys, and there's, I think smart fans say that okay, there's not really that reasonable expectation that the team is going to go out there and win a Super Bowl. So you sign these great players for decent, hefty money. And then one season later, you just trade them away. So now the Giants are allocating $33 million between nine players on their salary cap. And here are those players. Dead money for 2019. Aldo Beckham Jr., $16 million. Olivier Vernon, $8 million. Damon Harrison, $3.2 million. Patrick Omame, $3 million. Eli Apple, $2.3 million. Davis Webb, $380,000. Connor Barwin, Darian Thompson, Avery Moss are also getting um, over $100,000 that are accounting for dead money because we've either traded them or we've just flat-out cut them. So $33 million, that's over 20% of our salary cap that is going to players that are no longer on the roster and that is dead money. Dead money. So we'll be paying $14.5 million for Odell Beckham Jr., the most valuable wire receiver in the NFL, in my opinion, we will be paying him $14.5 million to not be on the roster this year at age 26.
1: Which is absolute insanity.
0: That, like, all right, so let's, so let's break this down <clears throat> on why, why would you make this trade? Why would you make this trade? Okay. So the Giants now have, like we said, they have two first-round picks, And they have the third round pick. One of the goals for the offseason, and I guess it wasn't through this avenue, was for Dave Gettleman to somehow get a third round pick. Use all the fourth round picks and the fifth round picks that you have to somehow try to get a third round pick. That was one of the goals going into the offseason. Didn't expect us to get the third round pick through this way. But guess what? Now we're here. So what 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 this could possibly mean, and Daniel Jeremiah came out with the report and he came out with the tweet from his buddy and his uh, connection with Bucky Brooks, and he's connected the Giants with Duke quarterback Daniel Jones. Giants could take a pass rusher at six and then take a QB like a Daniel Jones or a Drew Locke at 17 because they're not going to be guys that are going to be taken in the top ten. You wouldn't think. Not they're not up with the uh, higher elite, st- uh, uh, more elite status of the NFL draft of the 2019 NFL draft as Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins are. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree. If anything, they're being evaluated as uh, not even first-round, second-round talent, but just because of how desperate the NFL is and how desperate teams are for quarterbacks in today's game, they're taken in the first round, even though they're not first-round talent. But at the same time, we don't know. How Dave Gettleman and this is what we talked about last episode. we don't know how Dave Gettleman evaluates quarterbacks because he's never taken a quarterback in the first three rounds, so okay. he may think that Daniel Jones and drew Locke are, are worthy of a first round pick because they're tall white guys. I mean that's not the sole reason why, but you know they're tall white guys and you know they look like Elon Manning. they look like quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls in the past. They have that build, I guess, if you want to. You know,
1: if, if Dave Gettleman messes up uh, with Landon Collins and Odo Beckham, does he mess up with the Giants' uh, first-round pick this year?
0: I mean, because we're, we're finally seeing, and that's a great question, because we're finally seeing why, first of all, this man didn't get a general managing job until he was in his 50s and 60s, and we're seeing the reason why Carolina fired him before training camp. That, you know how rare that is? <laughs> like yeah. why why fire a general manager before training camp when the roster's already completed. Yeah. You know that that was so strange and that was so unusual to hear that that happened. And now we're seeing why. You know, this man is a very good evaluator of talent. I will not you know, I will not doubt not deny, that. Yeah, not the of that. You, you can't yeah. you can't deny that. Um but just overall I think relationships and overall plan. And this is something that Dave and I, Brett and I, I think bleeding blue has been one of the leading charges of asking this question of the giants. What is our identity? What are we trying to do? (laughs) Like, what is our plan? What kind of football team do we think we can be? we've been wrong. Every single football season, we thought that last year, okay, the Giants can win eight, nine games. Seven, eight, nine, ten games. We went out and we won five. The season before. The Giants, second season under McAdoo, we can go out and we can be Super Bowl contenders. Brandon Marshall, great. Let's, Let's not really fix the offensive line. The offensive line is fine. They'll be okay. Yeah. Second mm-hmm. year with uh, Steve Spagnolo back and everything like that, and second year with that defense with all those big contracts, they'll be great. Turns fucking with, fucking three, with games. three games. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So th- the overall plan, obviously with McAdoo, obviously McAdoo and Gettleman was not there on, when McAdoo was there, and et cetera, blah, 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 blah. This is a new regime under Pat Shermer, but this just goes back to the same Flawed plan that we have. That we think that we can do things, and we evaluate what this football team has the potential to do, and we are wrong every single season. We're, we've been wrong. So that's why it's just like, what are we doing? What what is the reason? What is the reason that we that we make this trade and we make this move?
1: I mean. The only thing like I could think of being like an outside, you know, Giant fan, you know, because I'm not a Giant fan, um, an outsider, I guess, on the Giants locker room is I know he had some what attitude problem. What, what was it? Attitude problems? No, there, and, is, uh, there is
0: no, there is no attitude problems. That's the thing, and that's what a lot of like even Giants fans they don't understand. They equate. The passion that comes from Odell Beckham Jr. and the way that he shows that passion, they equate that to him having an attitude problem. Nobody, nobody from the Giants locker room has ever said, like Landon Collins went out of his way in 2000, 2017 when the Giants were doing all that losing. Hey, Eli Apple's got a big attitude problem. Guys in that locker room went out of their way to single Eli Apple out and say, this guy's got an attitude problem. Nobody out of all the things that Beckham has done, has gone out of their way to say that he has an attitude problem. And shame on them if they did that. And shame on that. Like, shame on Mark Harslick. Because Mark Harslick you know, went out and said, and he had, he had some quotes on Antonio Brown over the summer, and he also talked a little bit about Beckham too. Shame on him for all these guys, for all these people that say that Beckham... Like, shame on Mike Francesa. Like, Mike Francesa had, had his victory lap today on Twitter saying the Giants can finally take their first steps to making and rebuilding a great football team. Like, shame on you for thinking that because you are clearly not watching football games and you are clearly not watching how much this guy can help you win football games. Clearly, you're, you're not. Do you disagree with that?
1: No, I agree. I agree that he does give the Giants a legitimate shot at winning a lot of games. And as you said before, Look at the 2016 season and how he basically carried that team to 11 wins. But, yeah. Yeah. So I, I do agree with you on that.
0: And if they do, like I said, and, and we, we kind of talked about why make this trade, and I guess kind of the thing that you can hold on to is that they, you know, they take the pass rusher at six, and then they tried to use the 17th pick as a, you know, not get one of the top quarterbacks that they're just going to see if they can work, if, if Daniel Jones or Locke can work. Shame on them if they do that because they had the opportunity last year at number two to take a stud. No denying it.
1: Yeah. No they, denying could have had, it. they could have had their pick of uh, four quarterbacks between, you know, Lamar Jackson, Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, and...
0: Baker was already taken.
1: Yeah, Baker Mayfield was already... And Josh Allen. Josh,
0: Yeah, Josh Allen. Can't forget yeah. about him. Um. Hey, he, he fit the tall white guy mold with the big arm. He fit that mold, um, Josh he, Allen. He, he, yeah, Josh Allen, big white guy, and he could has a big arm. So, but really, shame on them for wasting Odell Beckham Jr. And also, you figure, if, yeah, go ahead.
1: You figure that um, this trade also does not benefit Barkley in any way.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because again, what what does this year become? You know, if if this year was all about trying our best to put something around Eli, and again, you know, what, what we were talking about in episode number 40 is that, and a lot of fans would disagree with this, but there's no denying this now that this is not true. In episode number 40, we were saying the Giants are inevitably going to be better in 2019 because it's their second year with James Betcher, It's their second year with Pat Shermer. There are returning players. Almost every single starter on offense is returning. If anything, the right guard and the right tackle, they were going to get better. John Jalapio is returning at center. Very good offensive line. Evan Ingram is hopefully going to be healthy, healthier this year. And second year with Saquon Barkley. You, know, you would think that that offense was going to be set yeah, and you would think that inevitably, inevitably, together. inevitably this is going to be a better season. Not saying that we're going to go out and win 10 games, but definitely six, seven, eight wins, not out of the question, especially with an easier, relatively easier schedule in 2019. So obviously that's not true now. <laughs> At least I don't think, I don't think that that's not true. Um, that this season is inevitably just going to be better because that's just how, Football works. That's just how football works. You have a bad season, you get an easier schedule. It's your second year in the system. You just that was the thinking with McAdoo, right? You know, again, second year as the head with the head coach, you're going to get better. It's inevitable, especially seeing how the Giants performed in the second half of the season. You just didn't okay, like 0 and eight start. That's not that's just not going to happen. Um, so I mean, and especially if Josh Rosen does become available. If he does become available, shame on them for having this, again, flawed plan and lack of identity. Boker, you want to say something? Le'Veon belt to the Jets. Oh, so this is breaking? This is breaking news. All right, so Renato must be happy. Renato must be happy. All right, so we talked about Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks. Um, we talked about shame on the Giants. We have no plan, no identity, no approach That's been probably the most frustrating thing about the last few years is that, you know, you take Barkley and then you acknowledge, Dave Gettleman acknowledges in his first year that he's rebuilding the defense and that's going to be a progress and that's going to be a process. But at the same time, you go out and you spend – a large sum of money on getting Nate Solder, but that was a necessity because of bad drafting. You go out and you sign Patrick Omame. You draft Saquon Barkley. So those are those are like, let's try to win now moves, but then mm-hmm. you rebuild on the defense, <clears throat> so you're half pregnant in that regard. But as we have on this podcast, you can't be half pregnant. Um, let's go I, Let's go to my first page of notes. I started with my second page of notes. Isn't that odd? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's. Boker. Boker. I, 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 this I'm is, you, this bro, is just, just insane. You. This is just insane how we're doing this. I I cannot believe. And it, it's so crazy because Kimberly Jones of NFL Network, literally, she dropped the microphone on NFL Network and today. And she was just like, if any reporter puts down that there are rumors out there for Odell Beckham Jr. being traded, they have no sources. They have zero sources. She dropped the mic and she said, All you're looking for is for retweets and likes and clicks on your article, you spineless, ignorant sluts, Dwight, Dwight Schrute of the office. That's a (laughs) – Dwight, you ignorant slut. Um, She basically dropped the mic on NFL Network, and we were like, yes, yes, Kimberly Jones. I love you, Kimberly Jones. I was about to tweet that today. And then, (laughs) like two, two, three hours later. Two, three hours (laughs) breaking news. This is this is just insanity. And so so here, I don't know I don't know if we're going to wrap up. I don't know if this is going to continue, but I don't even know how long we've been recording. I didn't set my timer. So this is so this is basically this is basically kind of like a, a moral of the story. If the Giants have anyone else at the general managing spot that is outside of the organization. The Giants I know one of the names on the top of my head is they interviewed Lewis Riddick who had no affiliations with the Giants beforehand. He wasn't... He big kind of a big Eli critic, which I think is a main, one of the main reasons why he didn't get the job. But if the Giants literally hired any other GM besides the people that were formally affiliated with the organization, we're looking at Aldo Beckham Jr., Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, with, in 2017, we would have taken a quarterback, or I'm sorry, with in 2018... We would have taken a quarterback with the second pick, and we're looking at those three players with ninety million dollars, just like the Jets have, just like the Jets. Eli Manning would have been gone if we took the quarterback in two thousand eighteen. His money would have came off the books, and we're looking at very similar to the Jets. Maybe because Beckham's big contract, so take away Beckham's big contract. We're we're looking at maybe sixty million dollars, fifty million dollars of cap space to spend on the defense and we could be having the off season that the jets are having right now but yeah. instead here we are here we are
1: here you are not knowing not knowing who to turn to no, not knowing anything
0: you know and it's we talked about we talked about with landon collins that you think that you would want to reward yourself when you have good drafting even if it came from a previous regime even if it came from a previous regime you would think that you want to reward yourself for good drafting and good drafting decisions right yeah Part of rewarding yourself is by spending the draft capital. You have your first-round pick. You have your second-round pick. Spending the money that is necessary to meet the production. And then guess what? Once you sign those players long-term, you reap the benefits of, of the fruit, or whatever the fucking saying goes. You know what I'm saying? You would think you want to reward yourself and not just give it away. Yeah. I mean, so.
1: It turns out you... Then not reward yourself.
0: No, it turn- they, they don't want to. No, no thanks. No thanks. No thanks. Uh, we read, don't want to treat that, ourselves. Read that, uh, read that stat that you read to me before the podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, it pull down. it up. Pull it up. Um, there, there are way more stats to back up how important, how valuable Beckham is. But this so, is nice. I just want to hear this. So
1: Odell Beckham, since 2016 – has averaged the most separation against press coverage than anybody in the league at 2.6 yards of separation. He's in front of top five, Odell Beckham's one, Tyrell Williams is two, Jarvis Landry three, Mohamed Sanu four, and Stefan Diggs five.
0: So you would think that you want to keep this guy around at age 26, a guy that can get separation, a guy that's physical, a guy who does the little things right—you would think you would want to keep this guy around for the next of kin at quarterback when he's in his prime. And he's yeah, he's still in his prime. It's not like this guy's thirty. Yeah, he's it's not, not like he's like
1: yeah, he's not like he only has like one more year left in the league, and you just <laughs> traded him, you know. But. And
0: also, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be as asinine, and it wouldn't be as taboo, and it wouldn't have been as confusing if you traded him not after you signed him. And Dave Guttelmacher said it himself. We didn't sign him to trade him in his fake. We did him to trade him in his fake Boston accent. We want to punch his goatee? No, no, no. But um, it, it dude, it's just, it's just mind-boggling because it, it just goes back to the identity piece. What do we want? What do we? Who do we want to be? What kind of football team do we want to be? And I don't even know. If you were to ask Dave Gettleman during a press conference what kind of football team do you want to be? He'll give you a, a bullshit answer. He would, yeah. If we're going to go out and we're going to try to win as many fo- football games as possible. But, dude, all right. So you I'm going to – Yeah, go ahead.
1: My, my question is <laughs> why – you signed Beckham what? Not last year? Did you sign him last year? Yeah, we
0: signed him last offseason. Oh, yeah.
1: Why wouldn't you – what was there a problem with a franchise tag on him
0: that would no, no, I mean,
1: last year? And then, if you see for whatever reason, if you see like oh, you don't want him around anymore after last year, that's when you decided to trade him. You know, you wouldn't have had this situation where you're dealing with eating up 14 and a half million in cap this year and you know, trading this guy, you would have signed him for that one year, which would have covered last year, and then this year, you know, had him have the choice of team.
0: That he wanted to sign with. Yeah. Some something tells me that like I'm not so just easy to believe that Dave Gettelman's a fucking idiot. Like I'm not so easy to just go that route and to think that oh this was just like a like a like a this is this has been something that has been planned. I'm not going to be like that like you know what i mean because i'd like to think that people do have some logic i don't see the logic behind it but i'd like to think that there is some logic behind this so something has to tell me that this something maybe had to happen behind the scenes that we are not aware of yeah not aware of because really we just listed Everything, and we're going to list, I don't know, I may switch the format of where we put this part of the podcast. I may put this in the beginning because this is good. Um, we're going to list the reasons why this, is, n- this doesn't have logic between the dead money and between you would think that you would want this 26-year-old, 27-year-old to be, you know, by the time maybe we get the new quarterback and by the time Eli's gone, you would think that you want this guy to be a part of your future to help. Whoever is the next of kin, you know, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. So, and, yeah, go ahead.
1: And this this move only affects the team a lot because when you had Beckham, you had a person uh, Eli could trust when, he could, when Eli could get him the ball. Now you don't have that guy. You put more pressure on Eli, and you put a shit ton of pressure, more on Barkley to say, here we go, Barkley. Run the, run the rock when the defense is stacking eight men in the box. Here, run the ball, Barkley. It puts a lot of pressure on Barkley because you don't have that receiver up at the top to you know, take some pressure off of the box.
0: Yeah, and that's a great point, especially when you consider about how many guys are in the box because what Beckham did is you would have to take you – know, you would have to put two to three guys on Beckham at times depending on you know, how well he was going in the game. But teams would you – know, that would be a large part of teams' game planning – What do we do with Odell Beckham Jr.? How do we cover him? How many guys do we need to put on him? You know, it it wasn't just, okay, we're just going to put our best corner on Odell Beckham Jr., and then that'll that'll be it. You're talking about two, three guys constantly being in a zone around him, and that took off pressure around everybody else around him. He was a player that made everybody else around him better when he was on the field. I, that that is absolutely a great point and the fact that you know you want to talk about conserving saquon barkley conserving him throughout the years Odo beckham jr was a part of that process so that's absolutely a fantastic point um all right so this is the this is the last point we're going to get to michael and then we'll then we'll um actually there's two points um yeah there's two points i want to get to so fans who are jumping ship um I haven't listened to the, my favorite, my favorite Giants podcast along with Big Blue Banter, um, who was the, Dan Schneier is the host of that. We interviewed Dan uh, episode number 39. So go listen to that if you're up for it. But um, Dan Schneier, Big Blue Banter, they do X's and O's. But my favorite overall entertainment quality podcast is NYG Weekly. It's hosted by Ethan Weiss um, uh, of Gotham Sports Network and NYG Daily rec- and he's been putting out tweets. How he's very frustrated. They're both very frustrated. Everybody's very frustrated. I'm a little bit more confused, but they're very just frustrated and they want to fire Dave Gettleman and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I, I don't. I don't. I'm not there. I, I didn't think Dave Guttman was a great hire in the first place, but here we are. I don't think it's worth saying fire somebody because I just don't think it's worth it. What voice do we have that they're going to listen to? Um, but neither here nor there. Fans are jumping ship. And they're saying that they're that they're, oh they're done. Give me a new football team to root for, or get. I will. I will talk about the Giants again when they're worthy of talking of. Um, that's not me. That's not this podcast. That's not what we're going to do. We're going to react to stuff. We can disagree with it, but I just I don't think that's right. You can love a player as much as you want, and this is part of the problem with the Giants is that I feel like the Giants, as an organization, have become so player-centric. You go to training camp, and you go to – I mean, especially training camp, because I see this in training camp, because I feel like you get to be more personal with people at training camp because you're more personal with the players. You go to games. like kids go to games, and kids go to training camp today to see Beckham, to see Mm -hmm. Mark. They don't go. They don't go to see the New York football Giants anymore. They, I was with you
1: last year. Me, you, and our friend Jimmy, we went. Yeah. And then all you heard was these little kids, you know, just screaming, you know, Odell, Odell, Barkley, Bart. Like it was just about those guys. It wasn't about anybody else.
0: Yeah. It was those guys. They went there to go s- see those guys.
1: And one of their main players isn't there anymore.
0: Yeah. And you even say that with Eli, where people are so blind to support Eli. You know Eli supporters, Eli truthers, Eli um, Eli apologists, whatever, whatever, whatever you want to call them. You even see with Eli where people are blind to supporting Eli, where supporting Eli is hurting the organization at this point, and it's those supporters are part of this flawed philosophy that Dave Gunnelman and the Giants have. John Mara especially oh boy we we didn't even talk about John Mara and how he might be associated with this but I think that's more of a conspiracy theory than anything we could talk about that in the future but um yeah man that's that's not what we're going to be about we're not about a player we're not about um you know not supporting the team because it's a flawed philosophy we're about wanting to go out and win football games winning as many football games as possible making moves that help you know long-term sustained continued success. And that's what we're going to talk about on this podcast. So there are fans that are jumping ship, and it's kind of bothering me. Like, I, I, I think, you know, you want to talk about people who are saying shit just to get likes and retweets. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. Like people want attention. Yeah. Like, okay, so you're going to jump ship and you're going to like, okay, you know, I, you know, I, I had to sign off for a little bit. There came a point where it's like, all right, I'm going to sign off of Twitter for a little bit. Um, and I'm going to just going to do what I have to do. I went to go see some music and whatever in Nashville. And it was great. But, you know, don't jump ship. Don't be that guy. Don't be that fan. No. Don't be that woman. Don't be yeah. that woman. So that's it.
1: I hate those fans. Yeah. Jump ship. Mm-hmm. No, nah, that doesn't fly with me.
0: All right. So uh, I think that's it. I have no long, I have no idea how long we've been recording. I think maybe around half an hour. That's my guess. Um, Michael Boker, thank you for coming on. Do you have any kind of final thoughts as we move forward? No,
1: I just hope. The only thing I'm going to say is I hope this trade does not screw the Cowboys over with them landing Earl Thomas. That's all I'm saying.
0: How would that have any impact on the Cowboys? Because,
1: because do you see what the Browns are doing? They give up their safety. They're going to go out and sign you know the best safety available.
0: Oh, yeah. and they do have the money. That hey, And they do the have the beauty. money. That's the beauty of not having a quarterback that you don't have to pay a quarterback for. You can go out and you can spend literally everywhere else.
1: So... You get screwed, I get screwed if this happens. You get screwed, I get screwed,
0: we, we all get screwed. get screwed.
1: Yeah. All
0: right. So that's that's a that's a good that's a good line to end, end it on. So that was uh bleeding blue episode number forty one. If you're new, I should have said this in the beginning. If you're a new listener, um this is a podcast called Bleeding Blue, my name's Justin. You can follow me on Twitter at JPenic seventy four. You can follow Bokra at Twitter at what handle, even though you don't tweet that often. And Bokra at Broker, uh, at mbroker. you can follow bleeding blue on twitter at bleeding double underscore blue we put out articles and blogs whenever we can and there's episodes every week so subscribe follow give us a five-star rating in the apple podcast app sorry that we weren't really screaming and yelling and hooting and hollering probably like some other podcasts are uh, i get like that sometimes but right now i'm just more confused and stunned more than anything so uh peace out you get screwed i get screwed we all get screwed Maybe we should make a T-shirt about that. All right. Peace out. Keep on bleeding blue, everybody. Go Giants, no matter what, I guess. (laughs)